Hi, and welcome to Screens and Focus Podcast, where we share and connect as we spotlight our favorite shows and movies. I'm Brooke. I'm Diana. And today we're going to be talking about Fear the Walking Dead, Mortal Kombat, Tom Clancy's Without Remorse, and more. But before we dive in, I have a question for you, Diana. You watched Fear the Walking Dead, right? Yes, of course. Oh my gosh. Okay, for some reason... When I pushed play on season six, episode 10, I had seen a recap and I had completely forgotten that uh, Virginia was killed by June. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I either I didn't see it because I must have stopped the show and then forgot to go back to it because my attention span is like literally every two minutes. (laughs) Just I'm always doing something new. Yeah. And so when I turned it on. I see June blast Ginny and I'm like, when did that happen? What the heck? So I recap and watched the ending where I remember last leaving off. I think I stopped it and just forgot to go back. And so, you know, June shows up after John getting killed by Dakota, Ginny's daughter, right? Yes. And she kills... um, Ginny, because, you know, she's the puppet master, really, and she right. knew all along. So there's still Dakota, like the one committing these crimes. And then in season six, episode 10, Dakota's like, I want to help. I know information. I want to participate in this for the better good. Really? Right now? Are you are you messing with me? <gasps> I know. Because you killed John. Did you forget that? I know. And you're like roaming the streets of this dam as if you mm-hmm. are a free person. <laughs> you committed so many crimes, like really heinous crimes. And this person is like now walking amongst us all. And she really thinks she can talk to me. You think you can talk to me, girl? <laughs> <laughs> I know. So oh I'd be gosh, super yeah. annoyed, like community member, right? Living there with this... Freaking Chucky. Okay. Chucky. <laughs> Chucky. She's a serial killer. Yes. Dude, what are you doing? Yes. And she has the red hair. <laughs> oh, God. That was so good. So, I love it. Like, that would just bug me, you know, if this is like the new uh, way of life and diplomacy. Like, no, I can't. I can't do this. So I'd be super annoyed. Diana. Have you ever been offered help by someone that annoyed you? And if not, how do you think you would react if somebody that you knew who completely just got on your nerves really wanted to help you? They're like, let me help you. And you're like, how do you feel about that? Oh, my gosh. Well, okay. If that were to happen to me, I'm trying to think, have I ever been offered help by someone that annoyed me? I'm sure I have. Of course I have. You know, probably through school, at my job, uh, if I'm annoyed with somebody trying to do something at the house. I don't know. I'm sure that's happened. But uh, thinking about somebody who's done something so horrific, I mean, how could you ever trust somebody like that? What job would you seriously? How do you... I would sleep with a weapon in my hand, right? Because I'm like, I'm going to, if you come at me with some knife or some gun or so, I don't know. 
So um, how could you trust somebody that even though she's young, she was calculated in her in what she did. She was highly calculated, thinking of herself. And it's like, why isn't she in shackles? Why isn't she in a jail? I don't understand why she's roaming free. If she could just do that to someone who was the kindest person, most helpful person, most optimistic person. If she could do that to them, she could do that to anybody. So I would not ever, never trust anybody um, that did things like that. And um, yeah, I would just not hang hang out with them, not be around them. So you just have to walk away from that relationship. Absolutely. Well, that's so. a great point. So what about you? Oh, yeah. Have you ever been offered help by someone that annoyed you? You know, and this it's my problem, though. Amal, okay, Diana, you're my therapist right now. <laughs> this is my problem. <laughs> really, though, I have like a control issue, like to where I, I'm like very particular and... um on how I like things done. Like, let's just say the cleanliness of my home or like management. So I try to like, I really try to let my kids take the wheel on things because I feel like Ah. those are healthy strategies for me to do. Like, what if I ever became a manager again? And, you know, I don't want to be micromanaging people like, oh no, don't do it that way. No, you know what? I'm just going to do it. And then I do everything and then I'm overworked and stressed out (laughs) going bonkers and I'm going to need a vacation. So yeah, I have a problem, Diana, and I need help. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So actually you're the, the, you're the annoying. Oh my gosh. It goes both ways, right? With me, the door is swinging both ways because I'm annoyed by you because you're not doing it the way I want. And then I'm annoying you because I'm micromanaging you and I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, um, like I said, uh, you know, I, I do these healthy exercises with the kids to where, uh, I'll give them paint, something that's messy and I trust them to like keep it contained or that it's not going to end up all over my walls or like the little tray that I give David with the rice and beans. I'm like, okay, you you can explore and play, but, oh, you know, I try to just like, let it go, girl, (laughs) let it go. (laughs) You have to, you have to, I know it's so hard, but, and I get it. I get it so much because I, (laughs) anybody that's a parent, well, Hopefully, some of you are very well adjusted and can let go. But yes, I I totally get controlling things and especially in your home, uh, amongst other things. Yeah, it could be your work, too. So, Uh, oh, my gosh. Thank you for that. Yeah, Um, I get it. I think I think part of the battle, though, like I said, is um, we were talking a bit earlier uh, before we started recording. And as long I think being aware, being aware of something that you do is really huge. And so I just think that that's um, the fact that you understand that and realize that about yourself, then you're able to deal with it better and hopefully make a change if you feel a change needs to be made. Oh my goodness, yes. I'm always trying to stay alert on doing my best and being, you know, we could always use tune-up. So uh, I'm glad we had this talk today. (laughs) 
(laughs) (laughs) And all of this stemmed from our question of the day, which was, have you ever been offered help by someone that annoyed you? But listeners, friends out there, we want to know what you think. Uh, and if this has happened to you and how you've handled it. Uh, so leave us a comment on Twitter at in underscore screens. You can follow us on our Screens and Focus Facebook page, Instagram, and subscribe to our website. Uh, please rate and review wherever you get your podcasts. This is super helpful. The links are in our show notes. So... We talked a little bit about Fear the Walking Dead already, the uh, previous episodes. But, Brooke, what are your overall thoughts on Season 6, Episode 10? Oh, wow. Well, you know what? It, I was I was not sure as to how much time has passed uh, because Daniel's head wound is pretty healed up now. Um, there's yurts everywhere. Everyone's got their own, like, bunker. You know, that's kind of cool. And we see Daniel, and he's going over these pictures of, what was it, uh, Butterfly, or, you know, all these little pictures that he was being interviewed. Elephant, clock, I think it was. And I'm like, so curious, is he having issues with his memory? Where are we, get, where are we at with this? And so I thought, I found it very interesting. Um, and, oh. Uh, like relieved that we get to hear Daniel's story and what has been going on with him. Yeah. Because yeah. last season before the mid-season finale, all we knew was that he had no memory and it looked like he had been uh lobotomized. Uh and so I was just not sure what happened to him, Skidmark you know, I felt like it was very possible that he was um, putting on a show because he know he was once an interrogator for his army that he in the military. So he's a he's a wise guy. He knows, and um, yeah. So having the this show this episode um, tell the story and is also narrated by him. I was uh, grateful for that. I was disappointed and sad for him when he realized that he really does have an actual issue with his memory. He sent Grace and Charlie to the wrong destination. And I honestly thought that they may have been confused. I was on Daniel's side and turned out he was wrong about that. The weapons were found in his shed. So it was just heartbreaking and him packing up, leaving and how much he loves Charlie, leaving Charlie, knowing how much he loves her. He doesn't want to hurt these people. So, Oh, how, what were your thoughts on this episode? It was, it was heartfelt. I think, you know, I totally agree with you. I, uh, I didn't notice the uh, what he the drawings in the beginning. So you were so observant mm. in noticing that that didn't even trigger with me until the end. Uh, we just knew he was telling his story. So um, and I like how you brought uh, his past into this because that plays a heavy role uh, in this episode. So I thank you, Brooke, for bringing up all those things. I love I all those little nuggets about Daniel. But yeah. Um, 
so Daniel's left in charge while Morgan's away. And, you know, everyone has their own agenda. I noticed that, you know, Sherry's there and, you know, our group is here. It's just everybody is like fighting with each other. It's like family, right? It's like nobody's getting mm-hmm. along. And uh, things start to happen. And, you know, Daniel's left in charge of the group here while Morgan is gone. And he struggles with uh, not trusting other people. And I was like you said, I was believing him and on his side. And I'm thinking, who took the guns and who made the explosion and who let the walkers in? And then he let the walkers in. I'm like, really? Okay, you're going to really put the let the walkers in just to prove who's doing this? That's pretty scary. I thought, okay, Daniel, you're you're crossing the line a little here. Um, But he was you know, really trying to figure out who was doing this. And of course, we see that his mental state rears its ugly head again, because remember back in Mexico when he set that villa on fire? Um, So it's here again. And, you know, I thought to myself, how could it not be in this apocalyptic world? I mean, your body and your soul can only take so much. I mean, you have no food, no water. You're always anxious. You're always afraid. You're dealing with so many things. And for him, he despises himself. So it's it's awful. And it's it was so sad to see. And um, I think for him, the end was a painful realization um, because of, you know, leaving Charlie, like you said, because that he really values that relationship. So but I was really happy to see uh, Strand understand the impact that he had on Daniel with what he had done previously to him and for him stepping up. And saying that he would take Daniel with him. So I really appreciated that from um, Strand. And um, yeah, so it was just a really good episode. And I'm not sure what they're going to do about Dakota, but (laughs) she's bugging me that she's just free. I know. Goodness. Oh, sorry. One more thing I wanted to bring up was June. We see at the end that June is taking care of and administering these tests to Daniel and telling him that it's not neurological, it's psychological. And um, also that she's taking care of Grace, too. So she's coming back. And so I like seeing her in this mode because she's just not, um, I think she needs it to heal, to do these things. But I don't know how she can be there. If Dakota's around, but it reminded me of how Maggie and Negan are in The Walking Dead, you know, them having to contend with that. So, yeah, very, very good episode. Uh, What did you think about episode 11? Oh, my goodness. Well, I am going to go ahead and just put all my thoughts in a sum because this episode was so new. And interesting. We haven't seen underground like this before. And then the whole concept, Teddy's concept of life and the fresh start and that tree with the walker all intertwined with the ivy. 
That mm-hmm. just really blew me away because I hadn't actually ever thought about that, like going and hiding and then waiting it out to see how long. It just, that is so unseen. I've never seen that in The Walking Dead. I've never even thought about that and how they have had their resources underground and um, just the whole concept was fascinating to me. And I was thinking, well, I don't know. I mean, if these people are good people, what if would that work? So it just had me curious of what, you know, uh, just letting all these walkers turn into soil and start over. I don't know. That was trippy. Um, yeah. And I had this crazy feeling that Wes was going to find his brother there. I just, I don't know. I, I always kind of had that feeling. I hadn't ever forgotten about, um, the spray paint and tank town. Is that what it's called? Tank town? Where they blew up yeah. tank town? Um, because uh-huh. they did write that. I remember that from, um, when it was blown up. The end is the beginning. Right. So, um, what a twist. It was such a twist. It totally threw me. I mean, you know, we should always be expecting a, a surprise, but it just threw me for a loop. I'm like, oh, wow. This, you know, everybody looks like this is all put together and running so smoothly. Like, um, in The Walking Dead, when they went to Termina- Terminus and there are the cannibals. Yes. And then these people are embalming people and sewing their mouths closed for, um, what was that purpose? Is, was it like a punishment? I thought they were walkers. Were they actually people? Oh, well, they're dead. I don't know. They're dead, but they don't rot. Yeah. He said if you embalm them, they oh. just don't rot. Okay. Yeah. And so they, but I, I, in somewhere I was thinking that because when it almost happened to Alicia, oh, you don't deserve to, you know, decompose and become the soil and become the new life. You deserve to. So they were just holding these walkers that were embalmed hostage for maybe wrongdo or just not deserving of new life. So, wow. That episode, like, really blew my mind. It did. It was so good. Wow. What did you think about episode 11? I always love your insight. Oh, thank you. Um, <laughs> well, at the very beginning, I was really shocked with the abundance of food they had. I saw eggs and all these veggies. I saw tortillas. I'm like, yeah. oh. I want to, it made me hungry. Uh, I mean, everything just looks so vibrant. It was beautiful. I'm yeah. like, oh my gosh, it, they're flourishing in this food. And then you realize that the walkers are being used as fertilizer. And I'm like, I would not want to eat that. I just, oh, it just seems not healthy to me at all because what you use to make your crops or make your food is, it's got to be in there. I don't know. I was like, they were all like with clothes on too. Their walkers had like their clothes on still. Oh, yes. Yeah, you're <laughs> right. So why would you want? Yeah. So it's like, no, I don't know. Something about that already was like, 
uh, if something's not right, I, I just had that huge sense of this is not right. Okay, something's not right. Every, when everybody's always nice, just like they were at Terminus, uh-huh. something was well, like, oh, we're here to help you. And, you know, uh, no, 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 no. It's not working. Mm-hmm. Don't get one. Out. And I love that they were all on guard. And then, of course, when Wes saw his brother, Kenny, I think it was Kenny. I'm like, uh uh-uh, uh, something's off. And uh, it was just, it was hard for poor Wes to see his brother like that because his oh. brother drank the juice that Teddy was giving, who's the cult leader here, and, you know, wanting to destroy everything on top of, you know, on top. But that still wouldn't help you because I, I was thinking for a moment as you were discussing this about being underground, I thought, oh, why have, hasn't anyone else? Uh, been underground or lived underground. But if people die, you're still going to become a walker. So what about natural deaths that occur or accidental deaths that occur? Someone down there is going to become a walker at some point and start eating or killing other people. So I'm not sure how long that can go on. Um, But Kenny ends up turning against uh, his brother and the group and then you know, they have to try and make their way out of there. And Alicia sacrifices herself to get the rest of the group out and stays. And she confronts Teddy. And uh, I don't know. It's just all very interesting. Like you said, oh, and also they're planning to do this with nuclear warheads. I would imagine, I don't know if they actually said that, but that's what you gather because they're looking for Morgan and Morgan is such high interest and it didn't dawn on me, but my husband is so much better at this than I am, but he's all, it's the key, remember the submarine? And I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, you're right. They need the keys to turn it on so or to let it off. So um, it was all very interesting and Al found CRM maps in Kenny's belongings. So now she's worried that if they get a hold of these helicopters, they'll have more ability to have their plan move forward. So now Al wants to warn Isabella. So it's, oh, it's just everything is a new thing. It's a new challenge. It's a new uh, way of looking at things. So it's very inventive. And um, I'm really enjoying Fear the Walking Dead. Yeah, it's such good elements this season. Like ca- catching me by surprise. Yeah, sure is. Okay, we are moving on from there from Fear the Walking Dead. And I want to know, Brooke, what else are you watching? Oh, my goodness. Well, so we had movie night weekend, I guess, because we watched two movies this weekend. Woo! And the first week, uh, the first movie that we watched was Tom Clancy's Without Remorse. Oh, my goodness. Well, okay. So Tom Clancy, he's an author. And this movie is based off of his book written in 1993. And um, this is actually the same universe as Jack Ryan. So I thought that was pretty um, interesting that they there was even a reference in the movie to Jack Ryan. So but this movie starring Michael B. Jordan, Lauren London, um, Jodie Turner Smith, and there was oh Jamie Bell. 
um, is about this Navy SEAL who's played by Michael B. Jordan uh, under the name of John Clark. Uh, he's like seeking justice for his, um, oh my gosh, it's awful, an awful, awful tragedy in his life. And um, <laughs> the tragedy was so bad. His pregnant wife. I mean, it was so, so bad because this whole movie is like revenge to avenge his pregnant wife. Like yeah. so, so oh, heartbreaking, uh-huh. but it's action packed. Um, it's somber because obviously, like I said, you know, the tone of the movie, but there was all these twists as well uh, because it's military and United States and Russia. And so he's also, um, you know, uncovering the plot, uh, that would be uh, a war between the two countries. And so it's just really good. The action is amazing. And it was really well filmed, I believe, for an action movie. Michael B. Jordan did such a good job. And Jodie Turner Smith was a very strong character in this movie. Um, and then there's parts, you know, with Jamie Bell. Where I'm like, oh my gosh, I just, is he going to, is he going to, are they going to off this guy or what? <laughs> you know, yeah, uh-huh. because he just had this little, you know, attitude, you know, uh-huh. and I'm like, what is going on? So it was, it was really, really good. I was pleasantly um, entertained. I want to watch it. Oh, let's see. So we watched it on Prime Video. Okay, cool. And I think you and I also watched the same movie this weekend. What did you watch? Of course we did. (laughs) I watched, I was so excited. I watched Mortal Kombat. It's on HBO Max. It was so good. I was pleasantly surprised how good this movie was and how much I liked it. Um, It's for those who don't know, it's based on the video game franchise that all my boys grew up on in love. And the movie starts out in 17th century Japan, which I, oh, this was so beautiful to me. The opening was both gorgeous and graphic. Um, you know, we see this beautiful landscape uh, before Lin Kwai assassins led by Bin Han attacks Hanzo Hisashi. I'm <laughs> so bad. If I'm butchering names, I'm really sorry, Mortal Kombat fans. I'm really, really sorry, but I'm trying. Uh, because I do love this <laughs> this movie. Um, but they attack Hanzo's family, and uh, he's defeated and sent to the Never Realm. And, uh, and I was holding my breath because there was so much action, and I didn't want to miss anything that was happening on the screen as I was fixated on it. In the opening, there was amazing choreography of the fight scene, I was there. I was like, oh my gosh, I am hooked. I am excited for this movie. I cannot wait. I can't believe this is just the first opening minutes before they even, you know, before Mortal Kombat words comes across the screen. And then, of course, it goes, the film jumps to current time and we see that the Outworld, which is the bad guys, have won nine out of 10 tournaments against Earth realm, which is the good guys. And, um, you know, the Outworld can take control of Earth realm by winning that 10th battle. So to ensure they win that tournament, they plan to kill off the champion 
before the battle even begins, which is cheating. But, you know, they are the bad guys. They can do anything they want or they think they can. Um, and that's where this new character comes in, uh, Cole Young, who is Hanzo uh, Hasashi's bloodline. Because when they killed Hanzo's family in the 17th century, they missed a baby girl hidden under the floorboards. Um, so because of her survival... Cole Young now exists. And from someone who hasn't played Mortal Kombat, I enjoyed this uh, movie very much. My sons who have played this game loved it. Uh, the fight sequences and their fatalities and the characters, all but Cole Young, pay tribute to the video games and are spectacular. It may not be a perfect movie, but it is definitely entertaining and I highly recommend it. Brooke, what were your feelings on this? Um, well, we were pleasantly entertained with this movie. We loved this movie. It was so much fun. Uh, we, too, play the games in our family. I grew up playing Mortal Kombat. Um, and so we we have the newer versions on the video game. Um, we watched the original movie that they made um, in the either 90s or early 2000s. It was so different <laughs> and we were so much uh and more entertained with this film oh my gosh it's very very good so um scorpion sub-zero sonia blade Jax, kano melina Liu kang all these characters we just like these are they played them so well these now when I play the game I'm going to be looking at these people's faces cuz they just fit the character. I love it. I love it. Totally. Bro. Yeah. So in our household um I think uh the boys really liked Kano a lot. Um yeah. I thought Melina was so cool her mouth the way that it opened up and I loved Sonya Blade. Mm. I've always played her. Um, I do love playing Sub-Zero and Scorpion. I like playing them. It's just whatever I feel, whatever I feel. It's, you know, um, and then at the end of the movie, when Scorpion was fighting, um, I think it was, who was he fighting at the very end? Well, anyway, so he grabs him with his chain dagger and he goes, girl over here. That's from the video game. I mean, it was just on point. It was uh -huh. so good you guys you have to check it out if you want that action and it you know it wasn't as gory as i thought it was going to be but there was still like mortal Kombat blood scenes you know so you're right you're right we've seen worse things but yeah. i thought the choreography was so damn good it yeah it was so good and i tell you like i i've never played the game before but i love i love the movie we had a you're great time to play watching the game. it I know. Now I want to. Yeah. Now it makes me want to play the game. I'm like, oh, you could do it. All you do is push all the buttons. Just start, you know, push all the buttons, <laughs> and then you can learn how to, you know, do all the powers uh, and stuff. But it's fun, you guys. Okay, Brooke. What other movies or shows would you like to recommend? Okay. Well, uh, so the weekends, my kids have the TV, and Gemma and I are watching a show on Netflix called Fate. The Winx Saga. And this is based off of an animation, uh, series, uh, based on, uh, or created by Nickelodeon. And the Winx are fairies. And in this show, these fairies, um, attend a boarding school for, uh, to learn how to, 
um, use their magic powers. And so it's like Hogwarts, but for fairies. And, um, they're sent there to learn and explore their powers. So it's, it's actually a really, um, entertaining series. I think Gemma and I, like, we were able to watch two or three episodes and we were like, ready for the next one. Cheers. Yes. <laughs> it's, and so then, um, we did find out that there will be a season two. So, um, I would say that, um, this would be, um, a good addition to our next podcast as the coming of age, um, in a fantasy series because they're fairies and, they're in high school and they're learning how to be individuals and also learning how to become fairies. And some of them, um, are just learning their, that they are a fairy for the very first time because they've come into that age or weird things have happened. Like the girl sets her house on fire and she didn't know that she is a fire fairy. So, um, good thing her best friend is a water fairy because she got put out her fires. So it's actually really entertaining. It reminds me of that movie, The Craft, you know, with just these group of girls. Um, there's like the good girls, there's the bad girls, and then there are these monsters in the forest. So that is one show that we're watching. I also started watching Mayor of Easttown on um, HBO Max. Love it. Kate Winslet. Love her. Um, she's just an amazing, incredible, strong female detective in a small town and really crazy things have happened within just the first episode. So I highly recommend for people to check that out if they haven't already. Another family movie that we have watched a while back and I just kept forgetting to tell you all is Finding Ohana, which you could find on Netflix. And it's actually produced uh, by the same producers who did Goonies. And so uh, this is about a family from New York with a mother and two kids uh, being raised by a single parent, moving back to her home in Hawaii with her dad, which she then realizes that he is behind on his mortgage, all sorts of bills, taxes. The kids are city kids and they know nothing about living off the land in Hawaii and um, the the daughter in the family um, starts learning about their culture and realizes that there's a hidden treasure so she goes on an adventure to find the treasure just like Goonies just like Goonies and <laughs> if you remember cool. um, some of the characters in Goonies you will find a character from Goonies in Finding Ohana. My kids love this movie. I love this movie. It was so good. So it's definitely fun, youthful, entertaining. And I love that it's diverse for, you know, people of different um, backgrounds. Um, 
I wanted to introduce a movie called Another Round, and you could stream that on Hulu. That was recommended by our friend Farah. And that movie is about four high school teachers who consume alcohol on a daily basis to see how it affects their social and professional lives. And if you watch the trailer, it does look interesting because it's it. You know, it appears as though they're taking this serious as it's a science experiment and the fact that they're teachers, but I mean, they're drinking alcohol to have a steady alcohol level throughout their day. So it looks a little bit uh, dark, but comedy. So I look forward to having a moment to where I could check this movie out too, because I mean, what a interesting experiment to really see. <laughs> You're like, yeah, I'm going to try this along with them, see what happens. No, I'm just exactly. <laughs> but it made me think of, um, you know, that documentary where the guy ate McDonald's all day, oh, every day for 30 days. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, Diana, tell me or tell us what shows and movies have you seen? I have been watching some really great uh, shows and movies, and um, I want to start with uh, some shows. So just so you know, Handmaid's Tale Season 4 is back. Uh, I was really excited to uh, see it back on. And June is still kicking, um, and she has to endure even more torture physically and mentally, if you can even believe that. Um, it's been really good. Elizabeth Moss has so much facial expression, and I just love it. She's constantly being tested, and I love that she can still surprise me here in season four. So if you have never watched Handmaid's Tale, go watch it. It's so good. She is so good in it. I also started watching Cruel Summer, which is on Hulu. Um, Handmaid's Tales on Hulu, Cruel Summers on Hulu. Uh, it's a thriller set in the 90s, and it spans three summers. And it focuses on Jeanette, an awkward teen who's infatuated with Kate, who's a popular beloved teen, who goes missing. And then Jeanette takes over her life. But it's short-lived when Kate is found and accuses Jeanette of inexcusable acts as the series unfolds and each episode focuses on each character's perspective. It's it's kind of crazy, but you don't uh, learn things until you see it. So you have to kind of fill in the pieces of what is happening and you don't know who to believe. You're like, do I believe Kate? Do I believe Jeanette? Do I believe, you know, whose perspective do I believe here? So it's it's very intriguing. Um, okay, Mosquito Coast is on Apple TV. So this is based on a novel by Paul Thoreau, who is Justin Thoreau's uncle. So he wrote the book, Paul Thoreau. Justin Thoreau is the actor in this movie, and he plays a radical and resourceful idealist who takes his already off-the-grid family on a run to Mexico, running from the U.S. government, and they face danger at every turn. I'm on the third episode. Man, it really has um, the feeling of their environment of being on the run, and at this point, they're trying to get to Mexico unseen, and they trek through conditions and situations that feel so real. 
just the landscape of it all, them so thirsty and passing by the graves of people, you know, that have um, come before them. It's just very, very intriguing. Um, And I just thought it was interesting that the uncle wrote the novel in the 80s, I think it was. And here, Justin, being the nephew, is... um, is acting in it. And Paul did not know that Justin was even um, auditioning for the role. So I just think it's very interesting. Also, it's written about the Thoreau uh, family, uh, parts of their family and, and their beliefs. So this whole concept of Mosquito Coast is very, very interesting. And there was a movie with Um, Harrison Ford on it. So um, you should check that out on Apple TV. And a movie uh, I watch on Netflix is called Stowaway. And this is a 2021 science fiction thriller with Anna Kendrick, Tony Collette, Daniel Day Kim, and Shamir Anderson. And so A Trip to Mars finds these three crew members dealing with an accidental stowaway Oh, man, as they rely on mathematical calculations uh, due to the ship's damage and lack of oxygen while they wrestle with their morality as they make choices that jeopardize their lives. Um, There's only four actors in this, and uh, it was very well done, and it it really does uh, test your morality and where you would Uh, make certain decisions if, you know, you only had enough oxygen for two or three people, but yet you have four people on the ship. So um, this is streaming on Netflix right now. So I would say check it out. Great. Thank you so much. I look forward to that. Yeah. You know, Brooke, you have given some great recommendations and I cannot wait to watch some of them. I'm just really excited. Oh, good. Thank you so much. And so, yeah, we hope we've given our listeners um, some a variety of things to choose from. And so we want to say that's our show. Thanks for tuning in. We are grateful you tuned in, and we hope something that we said today resonated with you, gave you a chuckle, some happiness, some positivity, or inspiration. Please subscribe to our website and follow Screens and Focus and tell a friend we would love more members of our TV club. If you could rate and review our podcast on Apple, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts, we'd appreciate it. This will help other listeners find us. Yes, thank you so much. We'll be uploading a new episode in a couple of weeks, so stay tuned. Our next show will be on Fear of the Walking Dead, along with other TV and movie recommendations. You can find our website listed in our show notes. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.